This is the PR Podcast, a show about how public relations helps you tell your story to the world. We talk with great PR practitioners who have the skills, creativity, and just plain savvy to get their clients noticed. Now here's your host, Jody Fisher. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the PR Podcast. I'm Jody Fisher. Thanks for joining us. We start the show as we always do with a big thank you to everyone who has subscribed to the podcast and followed us on social media. If you're not already subscribed, we are on all the popular podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. We also have a show page on anchor.com. Just go to that URL, search for the PR Podcast, and you can even click a button and record a message to send to us that we can play on the show. Please do send us your feedback, whether you're clicking that button or whether you're just sending us a, a direct message or an email, good, bad, or otherwise. We want to use it to create a show that's valuable to you. That's why we're here. So do check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Continue to send your messages and your questions that you want answered on the show. We've got another great guest this week, so let's get right to it. <laughs> Robert George has one of the most enviable and one of the most challenging jobs in all of journalism. He is an opinion writer, articulating both his own thoughts and the thoughts of the publication that he's writing for. And that could be a real tightrope and one that often elicits, I'm sure he will agree with me, lots of reader feedback. <laughs> so Robert's work for the New York Daily News, the New York Post, and he is the latest addition to the Bloomberg opinion team. Robert always has terrific insights to the things that he writes about, and I absolutely love his style and his perspective. We are also fellow geeks together. We may even get into that. Robert, welcome to the show. Hey, Jody. It's great to be here. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Tell us a little bit about what you do as an opinion writer. What, what is the role of an opinion writer? Well, uh, so I, as, as you uh, uh, described at the beginning, I sort of I've got two hats um, as uh, as a member of an editorial board, as I have been from the New York Post to the Daily News and now to Bloomberg Opinion. Um, we are writing the, um, the the opinion of our uh, of, of our media entity, whether it's the Post um, and its publisher uh, Rupert Murdoch. Or the Daily News, which went from um, owner um, Mort Zuckerman and is now uh, owned as part of the Tribune Publishing um, fam family, uh, or now obviously Bloomberg Opinion, which is owned uh, obviously by Michael Bloomberg. Um, we are writing the uh, the opinion of the entity, the opinion of the of the of the proprietor on a whole host of, of, of national issues. On Bloomberg, it's, it's, it's national issues. When it was at, at, the, at the Post, we're writing about uh, local, state, and national, and national pieces. Now, as a, uh, on top of that, uh, I'm also a byline, a byline columnist, and that's when I can, I, I can write something that's a little bit more discreet, um, has a, a, a personal, personal insights, uh, and can go. I can go a little bit. I can go a little bit further um, in, in, a, uh, in a in a personal way than the than the than the editorial uh, than the editorial does. The editorial again is uh, the organization's um, viewpoint on on the world and on the world affairs, and uh, the columns are 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 mine. And and most of the time, most of the time, they are they're they're, they're parallel. Uh, uh, I I may deviate a little bit uh, one way or the other, um, but generally speaking, 
uh, we're, we're all in sync. Tell us a little bit maybe about your, I hate this, the way this question is going to come out, but I'll say it. a little bit about the day-to-day, sort of what goes into creating opinion pieces, whether they are, as you said, your own thoughts uh, as a byline writer, or articulating what the publication that you're writing for is, is trying to get across. What sort of, what goes, what, what's the sauce? How do you make the sauce? Okay, well, what I'll do is, uh, as you said, I'm a, a, I'm a new member of the Bloomberg opinion team. And when I say new, I'm like, I've basically been there for, you know, about a week or so, about a week or so. You still have and, that new car smell. Yeah, I've got that. Got that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, what, that's what it is. I, thought, I, just, I just thought it was my apartment from working from home. But, uh, but yes, uh, so, so uh, what, I will, what, what I will do is kind of share, uh, because the, 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 we're sort of getting into the groove of, of, of the day-to-day at Bloomberg. So what I will do is kind of share uh, uh, what worked on the, 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 the last two editorial boards I, I was at, where uh, there, you know, two, two tabloids in New, York, in New York City, the New York Post, and the New York, and the New York Daily News. And what would happen there is uh, you, you've got uh, between four and six members of, of the editorial board, and uh, every you know every morning we'll we'll we'll, we'll sit down and take a look at uh, what the issues are what the issues that are going on um, locally and locally state and and nationally, and we'll pitch out ideas on on saying something about what. Um, what um, uh, um, back then you know Michael Bloomberg or um, or uh, Bill De Blasio or Andrew Cuomo or um, uh, Barack Obama or Donald Trump, uh, what what what's coming from what's coming from those governments and other uh, other issues um, that are, uh, are are germane for our readers and it, it and it's a and it's a and it's a kind of a give and take and the. Uh, the editorial, the editorial page editor will say, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good one. Let's go with that." Or uh, that 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 particular editorial sounds maybe a little bit too close to something we wrote um, a couple of weeks ago. So let's 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 hold off on that. And you know, we'll, we'll sometimes the, uh, the 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 person who pitches the idea will will also then go off and 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 write it. And and writing it also uh, often uh, quite often uh, engages um, entails uh, individual research and 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 reporting. So uh, I'll be make I'll, I have to be making some phone calls uh, to uh, experts experts in the field and other newsmakers and and so forth and just to get a you know just to get a to get a sense of what the the lay of the land is what the latest developments what the latest developments are from from what I what I had read in the newspaper that morning or the or or just seen on the TV to get because obviously. Uh, if something uh, airs as a, as a news as a news item, it may turn out to be that uh, that it wasn't it, it wasn't quite accurate, and you need to um, you need to drill you need to drill down further to get uh, to get more to get more facts um, to help you know craft what our you know we have a general idea what our opinion is going to is going to be, but we have to we have to make sure that um, the facts. Um, Fit what the uh, you know what the uh, you know what the opinion is uh, to, to, to see that they support they support the um, the, the general opinion of the edi- of the editorial page. 
So are the genesis of the topics that you choose to write about, are they always coming from inside your organization, whether it's the Daily News, the Post, or Bloomberg, or while there, while there is external, uh, I'll call inspiration maybe, you know, like you mentioned, you read something in the paper, obviously something is going on that's an ongoing issue that you're going to weigh in on. Um, is it always the, the editorial group that you're working with that's making up its mind on what it wants to write about? Or, or are you ever responding to um, direct inquiries from, you know, a PR person like me or someone else? Are you, are you ever oh. choosing to do that? Oh yeah. Um, so, oh, oh uh, absolutely. Um, we'll get um, uh, uh, to you know use your 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 favorite term. We will will get will get pitches from the outside. Uh, sometimes um, a, uh, elected officials will let us know that there's like an important vote that's coming up in in city hall or some legislation that's going through Congress, and uh, and would urge us um, urge us to weigh in on it. Because, um, because it, they will recognize that editorial boards, even even in this era where you know newspapers have been falling by the wayside, um, they, they realize that a lot of people read them. Um, a lot of other um, news newsmakers and um, political and ideological influencers um, uh, read them, and and it can give it can give their particular cause. An extra, um, an extra boost, and um, most definitely, um, we we get uh, we get pitches um, from 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 P from PR types who are who are representing uh, uh, activists, um, uh, uh, activist groups uh, uh, of, of 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 any of any persuasion from uh, left um, left right um, uh, commercial you know commercial commercial organizations uh, uh, will will, will also, uh, I think um, let's see which uh, I'm trying to remember which group it was, but there was um, um, maybe one of the wholesaler groups was really pushing back against the um, uh, against the, uh, the the plastic bag ban a few year, um, a couple of a couple of years ago. So uh, that that particular organization hired a, um, a PR a PR group to make sure that um, make sure that their concerns um, their concerns were um, were made known to uh, to the editorial board and quite often uh, you know this uh, a, a group uh, will will um, set up an editorial board meeting uh, in the before times that would be of course they would come into you know they'd come into the office and they would you know out, outline their outline outline their case and uh, you know and, and urge and urge our, our our support on it. But drilling down on that, uh, those those sort of uh, those whether they're get to know you meetings, exploratory meetings, you know, research, what what have you. Um, how frequently do those types of meetings happen? Um, you know, and from whom do you entertain those types of meetings? Because I think you know on 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 my on the PR side of the fence, you know you'll have I'll have conversations with clients all the time, and they'll want to talk to the editorial board. They'll say, well, this is an important issue. We want to educate them on this. We want them to get to know us on this. And and in the past, you and I have interacted, and and at at the various publications that you've uh, been at, I've brought clients in to talk with the editorial board. Uh, the you know or the or the editorial editor who what have you, um, 
and they really are kind of educational, get to know you. Here is a topic that you might be interested in or is that that's going to come up. It's not, it's not necessarily has a fire lit under it, right? Where mm -hmm. it's like, okay, legislation is coming up or something like that. It's just, it's more um, exploratory or educational in that way. I'm gathering that those don't happen as frequently as maybe clients think they happen. How frequently do they happen? On the editorial board, uh, we uh, often we have to um, we have to manage our own bandwidth in, in, in a sense. So uh, there are times where some where a, a group or an individual will call us up and ask to ask to come in, and we'll kick it around and say, you know, is is this a meeting that's worth our time at this particular um, at this particular moment? Uh, so, some, so there'll be some times where uh, a uh, an organization will will come in and just and, and it'll just be a one on one. Uh, I, I I may just uh, I, I may just sit down with uh, uh, the the um, uh, the representative from the group, and they might have a they might have a um, a PR uh, an independent PR person with them. Uh, or they may just be there, uh, just just their staff, in, inclu including their including their in-house um, uh, communications uh, communications person. So, if, if, if the the board will have this discussion, say, you know, th this isn't quite worth, uh, this doesn't quite rise to the level of having the entire board um, in um, in the room or on the call. So let, let's just do. Let's just do the um, let's just let's just do the one the one on one, uh, and so in other times it'll just be uh, you know you know can I just uh, I'll ask send me send me the information and then you and I can have a you and I can have a follow up um, one on one phone call and you can just uh, and, and just 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 cl just clarify it and then uh, uh, as the issue as the issue's salience grows. Let's circle back and then bring in the entire group. That happened quite a lot um, a couple of um, a couple of years ago when the when when the uh, when what they called the the fight for 15 was going on, the uh, increasing the minimum wage in New York uh, to $15 an hour, um, which uh, a topic a topic which came up um, in the uh, in the last uh, in the last presidential debate. So, what kind of issues? Um, that aren't that kind of, um, you know, the legislation coming up or something like that. What, what, is, what do pitches, to use the phrase, what do pitches to an editorial board have to include to get your attention to make you say, oh, we should, we should have a, a, either a call with them or maybe even as much as a, a full board meeting? Well, uh, the most important thing is for them for the person making the pitch to have a good sense of where the, of where the editorial board is on the given issue. Uh, like for example, uh, as I said, I was, I was very fortunate um, to, to have worked for you know, the, the two top tabloids in, um, in New York, um, the New York Post and the Daily, and the Daily News. Um, both um, uh, long-standing um, papers, um, you know, the, the the front page headlines are very well known, um, from you know, headless body and topless bar to Ford to New York drop dead. You know, 
people know people know these know these brands and they know um, that there's that there's influence the influence there they know that the the new york post is a central right um, um publication um more to the conservative side and the the daily news is um central central left centrist um, the Daily News, though, also has a kind of a reputation um, for kind of dri drilling, being slightly more wonky, um, to use a phrase, on the, uh, in terms of drilling down into the issues. Uh, the, the the New York Post has sort of like a kind of street fighting, you know, um, punch you in the gut to kind of get your attention, uh, kind of kind of kind of an approach. Uh, I, thought the, so, I thought the post more aimed for the nose. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That too. That too. Uh, or sometimes maybe even lower on the other hand. But 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 so there's a sense of you know the the, the styles of the the styles of the paper the styles of the paper. But you also um, want to know uh, if you've got that basic. So you've got that kind of basic um, basic philosophy. But it's it's sometimes it is the case like the while. While the Daily News is is a little bit more, as I said, slightly more center left, uh, there's been much overlap over the years on issues of say um, uh, of, of law of, of law enforcement. Um, both uh, both publications for many many years were supportive of the the, the, the what is now the rather considered the really the controversial um, policy of, of of stop and frisk. Uh, the Daily News eventually ended up doing a mea culpa and saying, you know, we, you know, we were we were wrong on that. You know, the, the Post kind of still hung on to its old its its older position. But the point is, uh, if you do your homework, you can figure out a way to make a pitch um, to those. Well, first of all, you're going to look and say, uh, on minimum wage, I'm going to have a much better shot in terms of getting my point across by going with uh, by, by, by going with the daily news and realizing it may not even make make any sense to go um, to go to the um, uh, to go to go to the post uh, on something like the the, the plastic bag the, the, the plastic bag ban um, well the the, the post uh, because it's a you know free market um, uh, writer center kind of kind of thing I'm gonna try I'm gonna go definitely go there but the, the the daily the daily news is very skeptical on on uh, on regulation and understands the the problems of um, of small businesses and so forth. So I'm going to try and I'm going to I'm going to pitch to both of them and see if I can if I can get um, favorable uh, favorable editorials uh, favorable editorials out of each. So again, you need to you definitely need to do your you need to do your homework and, and know the general philosophy and then figure out. If I know the general philosophy of this editorial board, how do I translate it to um, uh, to, to, to make it sound um, attractive, uh, to make my cause attractive to, to to their to their ideology, and then and know that I'll that they'll give me a they'll give me a fair hearing. Yeah, I, I would I would think that at least my view is that editorial board pitching uh, and and trying to get an editorial um, piece in any paper, I think is really high stakes because the, the, the angle that you pitch, the story that you pitch, the facts that you pitch um, aren't necessarily immediately endorsed by 
the editorial board writers, right? They, and that's their job. Their job is to assess what you're telling them and to see if it passes their smell test and to weigh in and give their opinion on what you're saying. It's, it's, it's the exact opposite, I think, of the front of the paper, right? Well, it, 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 it is, it, it, it depends. It's not, it's uh, not it, I guess what I mean, it's, it's not reporting in the sense that, you know, Jody said this or X organization said this, and therefore I am reporting this. It's they right. said this and here's what we think of it. It's got yeah, a little that, different spin. The, yeah, no, that's exactly, no, that, that, that's, that, that's right. Now, uh, keep in mind that the, uh, well, first of all, the, at, one, at one point uh, in, in the history of journalism, there was, uh, there was almost a, um, a great wall between um, the news side, or what we would say the front of the paper, the, the front of the paper and, and, the, edit and the editorial page. Uh, uh, and in fact, if I wanted to go into the, if I wanted to go into the full history of journalism, I would say, you know, going all, going back more than a hundred years, uh, initially, th there wasn't really that much of a difference. And then somewhere, uh, somewhere in the, um, in the early to mid 20th century, you ended up getting this, uh, this more of a distance between what, how a story was being pre presented on the front page and, and how uh, the the editorial page would 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 would, would opine on that. Uh, if you go if you go overseas, particularly if you go to the UK, for example, um, the there, there is there's much more of a through line in terms of worldview uh, in a in, in a newspaper in in say the UK than you'll find over here. Like for example, if you're in the UK, you know full you know full well. Um, that the, uh, the the Daily Mail and the Sun are and the uh, and the Telegraph are to the right uh, are to the right. Uh, the Independent and the Guardian are clearly to the left, and you know that from the how the sh how the stories are presented on the front page all the way through um, to the all the way through to the editorial editorial page. It's a lot. It's a little bit more nuanced. Um, uh, it, it's a little bit more nuanced uh, in the United in the in the United States. Even though, as I said, the New York Post is a right of center paper partly because Rupert Murdoch sort of grew up on that Australian and British way of presenting, um, of presenting the news. The Daily, the Daily News has, I think, uh, as the years have gone by, the, the, the difference between, the, the, there's less of a difference between how things are presented on the front page and how things are uh, come across on the, on the, on the, editorial, on the editorial board. The, but I would also say, uh, my personal observation, I, I think you know that, that is that that's, that actually is more true in newspapers today than it was that it might have been a few decades ago. I mean, I think I think people realize that the New York Times is, even though it's considered the paper of record, it is still it is it is a centrist paper, but it is a cent it is a it is a more in my person in my viewpoint a it, it, it's it's more to the left, uh, not far left, but I think it is a center le left publication both in the way the news is presented and obviously and obviously in its on its editorial board uh, editorial board uh, as well and that's that's completely I, I, I have no uh, you know you know this but just to give you give your listeners a little bit of background um, I was born I was born in Trinidad uh, in the West Indies um, my mom and I moved to England when I was a year old and then we moved to the states 
uh, we moved to the states when I was about uh, when I was about eight. So I've 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 always had an interest in reading newspapers and listening to the news and 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 and, and so forth. Uh, so I'm. I, I, it's, it's both my career, um, but it's also been my vocation and my, my and my my kind of hobby hobby as well. So, uh, knowing how publications have been put together around the rest of the world, I, I actually kind of think you know it, it might actually help U.S. journalism, American journalism, if things were more out in the open. If we we, we knew that X publication over here was is a is a professional um well written well researched um a publication but um its viewpoint is more to the left and over here is a publication that is it's well written well researched uh they, they you know they 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 dig up stories and so forth but its its worldview is is more to the is more to the right and you know let the public let the, let the public let the public know that and and there's nothing wrong with that because i think the public is is ultimately smart enough to sift through that, recognize that there is an inherent bias there. But um, this this paper over here is 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 digging up a story or emphasizing a story um, that I hadn't seen before, and this one is doing it over here. And oh, they're both writing on the same story, but they're emphasizing A, and this one's emphasizing B. And let, let's try and figure out what the differences what the differences are. Well, and, and that's a terrific segue into something that I wanted to talk with you about. And I think something that has, um, has personally bothered me the last four years, uh, <laughs> the, the rise of this concept of fake news. Uh, and and it, it's, it means lots, lots of different things to lots of different people. I wanted to get your take on um, sort of this concept of fake news, kind of what it means what it is, what it isn't, and especially from, uh, I think, from an editorial and, a, and an opinion writer, um, I, think, I think your perspective would be unique in sort of what is it, why is it, and, you know, is it, is it good, is it bad, you know, what place does it have, I mean, is it real, uh, you know, what does fake news mean to you? Well, uh, now again, I'm, a, I'm an opinion. I'm an opinion journalist, and I will uh, candidly say, but I'll, but I'll give you to give you a little bit more of my professional background. Um, my first big time, um, my, my first big boy pants uh, uh, job professionally uh, was in was in politics in D.C. And I um, I worked for the I worked for the Republican National Committee. Then went to work on Capitol Hill for a couple of uh, Republican members of Congress, including you know, including then Speaker uh, Newt Gingrich. Uh, came back to the RNC before you know coming 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 to New York and working at the Post and and so forth. Uh, so my um, my, my uh, personal uh, political sensibilities um, lean slightly to the right. Uh, you know, I still think of my I still think of myself uh, as as a Republican, um, I am not a I'm not a fan of the uh, of the of the current president, and uh, I think one of the reasons why I'm not a fan of the current president is uh, his desire to sow um, distrust. Uh, again, purely this is purely my um, uh, my viewpoint here. Um, certainly not the Bloomberg opinion. Um, opinion. It's Robert George's opinion. Uh, so sowing distrust uh, in not just news, um, but um, 
uh, from what I see as uh, objective, objective sources of information, or I should say institutions that strive to be objective sources of information. Um, that includes um, um, media, media entities, uh, academia, um, um, the, uh, the, the, the scientific world, um, and, and, and so forth. Uh, I think there's, an, there's, an, there's a politicization um, that the president engages in that sows so much, dis sows so much distrust that it um, makes it difficult for the average person at home to figure out, okay, what's real? And, and, and I think when you have a huge emergency uh, such as a pandemic, that can have very problematic uh, consequences. Uh, so, I, I, so to a certain extent, uh, I say that uh, because to a certain extent, the, I think the president has used the phrase fake news to, uh, and in fact, I think, I, I think he, he admitted this in either, um, in, if not the current Bob Woodward book, maybe one previous to that, where he says that he calls entities fake, fake news. So when they come out with a story that is negative and has facts, uh, the, 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 the facts to support it, uh, his, his supporters will be, uh, will be dismissive of it because he, in a sense, has kind of poisoned the well um, against any um, any story, any negative stories that are are, are coming is, are, are coming his way. Um, now, I, I, to say that, I uh, uh, let me let me put in a major caveat there. The news media, um, whether it's print or whether it's um, you know whether it's online or television, uh, it has not been has not been perfect. And uh, I, I think there has been there's been there's been sloppy journalism. Um, over the over the last few years, um, partly uh, uh, maybe as a reaction, um, because I think there's been a lot of um, wrongdoing with this current administration, and I think there's been such a sort of uh, a a sloppy. Oh, we're, we're, we have to get this guy. We have to kind of get this guy, and th there's there's a sometimes a rush a rush to publish. When it would be better to uh, hold off to to make sure uh, every I is dotted and every T, T is crossed, because if there are if 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 a, if a mistake if a mistake does come up and a news organization uh, has to uh, uh, has to admit that they that they get it, that they got it wrong, that gives more ammunition. To the person who wanted to undermine um, the media and, and undermine the, the the value of the press in in the first place, so uh, so, so the, the 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 pressure on the press uh, to, to it's never been more important for press organizations to to get the story right. Even even the smallest even the smallest mistake. Um, allows us to be very become incredibly vulnerable um, to those who want to who want to dismiss us um, to dis dismiss us in the in the first place. I will say, uh, you know, in the closing days of this current campaign, it is rather amusing to to see the president get very very um, irritated that the the press that, that the press is not all. Following the, uh, the, the 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 New York Post's semi scoop 
um, on the Hunter Biden, this Hunter Biden laptop, uh, because th there is there's large uh, questioning of the provenance of this laptop, where it came from, you know, what the um, chain of what the chain of custody was. There is this question about whether it's part of a of yet another um, Russian election interference op. Uh, and it's funny to see the president uh, yelling at all of these organizations that for the last four years he's been calling fake news and their reluctance to publish something that their editorial instincts tell them is is literally fake news. Uh, and so now you know the uh, you know the the, the, um, the shoes the shoes the shoes on the other the shoes on the other foot. Yeah, it is. It is interesting there. I like the way that you um, and and comments absent of political persuasion here. Let's just put that that whole uh, thing on it. Uh, yeah. um, I like the way you zone it. You 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 keyed in on that concept of sowing distrust because I feel like that the current definition of fake news is disagreeing and disavowing anything that you don't agree with, regardless of its. Um, it, it's, its background, its factual accuracy, um, the research that has gone into it. And you talked about doing research for opinion pieces. Um, you know, all, all reporters and all journalists do uh, a, a varying degree of research depending on what is required of that piece that they're writing. Um, and so I, I think you're absolutely right. And I agree with you about how um, this 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 concept of fake news has been this desire to sow distrust in the organizations that um, task themselves with delivering factual information, um, even if it is on the opinion page versus the the front of the paper. It's still factual information, um, simply because uh, it doesn't fit your narrative, uh, and and I think that's a troubling thing for a democracy writ large. Um, and, and we've got to be able to agree on what are facts um, if we're ever going to advance the, the agendas, whether they are right, left, center, what have you. Uh, we've got to be able to, to agree on facts. And, and it's a good segue, I think, into the last thing that I wanted to talk with you. And you, you started to touch on this a little bit, too. Do you think that reporters and news outlets are doing a good job of covering politics, as challenging as it is to cover politics right now, with all the accusations of, well, this is fake media, or this is fake news, and I don't disagree with that. Um, and there are legitimate, you know, oopses on the on the part of media organizations in that what you you talked about, and I've seen it too. You know, sort of this rush to get a story out there, um, and maybe there are corrections that need to get made, or they have to backtrack over certain things. But by and large, I think media organizations are doing a, a good job of of. Uh, fact-checking their pieces, or do you think do you think that news outlets are doing a good job? And what do you think might need to change either in the waning days of this campaign, or even going into the next four years, whether it's the current administration getting another four years or a new administration? One of the reasons, one of the biggest challenges we're facing right now is that um, uh, Americans are um, are self-selecting their own news. And uh, uh, unlike the example I, I the, unlike the example I, I mentioned um, before about say over in the UK where people would 
take a, a selection of, you know, oh, one day I'll pick up the Guardian on the left and one day um, I'll pick up the Daily Mail on the right and, you know, I'll figure out what's, you know, what, what's going on. Uh, we now have a situation where, you, you, you know, because of the, 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 red, the red state, blue state uh, phenomenon, where, you know, some people are just going to swear completely by Fox News. Um, some people are going to completely swear by MSNBC and, you know, CNN, CNN is somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in the middle there. They, 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 they go, they go online and they'll, um, if you're far right, you'll, you'll, you'll read uh, the opinion site, uh, you know, Gateway Pundit, um, just to it out there. If you're on the left, you might be look, looking, you know, at, at Daily, at Daily Coast. Uh, and you, you, your, um, you, you, your, your, your priors are are, um, are 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 supported, and you don't really, you, you're not really looking um, to, to, you're not necessarily looking to be challenged um, by a, by a contrary a contrary narrative. Uh, we saw this, we saw this in the, we saw this in the in the in the debate where the the the, the president, uh, you know, who it is reported, um, watches lots and lots of television, and 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 most of it is apparently set. Uh, most of it is apparently set to Fox News, and so he was spouting out statements and comments uh, and making making references that a lot of Americans um, might not have any idea of what he's talking about. Um, because it uh, it was coming from a, a one specific one specific news source only. Uh, prior presidents, uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, you and I are old enough um, to remember um, when the news was basically was basically three networks um, and then four when 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 uh, the, the, when when Fox uh, the broadcasting uh, network came along, but. You you had you know kind of three net three networks and kind of that was it. We now have it, it's so much so much so much vaster. But this is a case where you know more sources does not necessarily mean um, more uh, uh, more trusted and more trusted information. In in fact uh, in in fact quite the in, in fact quite the opposite. Uh, so yeah, it, it's. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's it's a major challenge if you're if you're working for a for a New York Times or for a Washington Post or even you know even even for even for a daily even for a New York Daily News uh, you yeah uh, yeah you, you, you have to work damn hard make sure make sure your make sure your facts are right and then you know present uh, a recognizing that people's Time spans are have, have shrunk, so you have to figure out a way to pack in uh, the most facts, um, the, the most information, but in a in, in a tight frame where you can get that and 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 hope that they've been informed. And then obviously, if you're writing on from the opinion side, present it in a way that the, uh, um, the you know get your get, get the opinion get the opinion across get the Get the point across. Make them understand why they why this is why this is why this is important, and um, convince them to either um, vote the way that you would like them to vote, or to um, make them understand why they should why they should support um, support a, a specific opinion. It, it, and it, yeah, it, it's it's 
it's very it's 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 very very hard it's a much it's a, it's a it's it's a it's a it's much harder than it was you know um even 20 years ago and certainly you know harder than 30 or 40 years ago when there was a general acceptance of what uh, of what the of what the facts what the facts what the what the facts truly are uh, everybody would say oh okay well this headline, um, this big story that's in the in the um, in the in the Daily News, in the Daily News, or this story that's in the New York Times is oh yeah, that, that, oh that, that, yeah, I, I I believe the basic facts from that, and now here's the informed opinion on how I should interpret those, how I should uh, um, how I should act given those given those facts. But you know, unfortunately, we're right now in a time where people don't even um, agree what the what what the uh, what the actual facts are. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I, I feel like we have generally lost our way when it comes to that, you know, general agreement on factual on facts and what are facts, you know, and things as simple as, you know, the sky is blue, <laughs> or things like that. I mean, something it's, you know, you just you wonder, you wonder how people um, get to that place and how we've all got to that place where where we actually disagree on something as generally accepted as the sky is blue. Um, you've given us a lot a lot to think about here, Robert, and, and appreciate it. Um, we're going to end up the, the podcast here by stealing a page from the Inside the Actor's Studio show, which is one that I loved. Uh, and we're going to ask start asking our guests uh, as we close out the, each episode of the podcast a series of rapid fire questions here. These are just meant to elicit a, a simple answer, maybe a laugh or two, uh, but to also give us a little insight into into our guests. So with your indulgence, Robert, <laughs> let's begin. All right. Favorite news source. Uh, that, that, that's that's that, that is that that is tough. Um, I, I like, uh, and this is because I'm not I'm not just a news junkie, but I'm a I'm a political news junkie. Uh, the, the, the one of the first sites that I fire up in the morning is a website called um, uh, called Political Wire. Um, it's a, a, a guy by the name of uh, Tegan Tegan Goddard uh, has had it up for maybe it might be close to 20 years now. He he was one of the the original bloggers in like the mid 2000s, and it's been up and running. It's got a very very clean in, it's got a very very clean interface. Um, it, it, in my view, it, his his particular perspective, um, because he he sometimes um, the way it's laid out is um, what the big political stories are um, of the day, whether it's uh, whether it's polling, or, or whether it's a statement from a particular politician, or you know so, something what's going on on Capitol, what's going on in Capitol Hill, something that or something that's coming out of the White House, uh, and he will. Every now and then he'll he'll have a, a special um, a, 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 what could be considered a mini editorial um, in his in his voice in between. So he probably it probably it, it, it's it's it, the readership uh, because there's comment section as well. The readership skews skews more to the left and Tegan skews skews more to the left. Uh, but he he also has a long list of headlines um, from other sites, you know, linking to Politico and the Times and the Washington Post and so forth. So it has some, it has some similarities to the, the, the classic uh, drudge 
um, outlook, the, 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 the classic Drudge outlook, um, but it's a lot, it's, a, it's kind of a lot, it's, it's got a, it's, it's much, it's much cleaner. So that's, that's kind of where I, that's kind of where I, that's kind of where I start. Um, and then I run through um, all of my, my New York, uh, my New York papers. I, you know, go to the, I, uh, I fire up my iPad and, you know, look at the, um, look at the Times, look at the Daily News, look at the, um, look at the, uh, look at the Post. Um, and uh, well, the New York Post is, and then and Washington Post as well. So, you know, I'm a traditionalist. All right. Uh, next rapid fire question, Twitter or LinkedIn? Uh, I think you know me. You, you know me. Uh, I am a uh, I'm a Twitter fiend. Somebody some would call me uh, a, a Twitter slut or you know a Twitter tramp. I guess Twitter tramp is the most alliterative, right? Uh, yeah, I'm 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 very much a um, I'm very much a Twitter um, I'm very much a Twitter person. Um, I do uh, always have to remember that even though I'm even though I'm tweeting in my own voice, I you know people people do people do know uh, where I work from. I mean, it's in my bio and so forth. So I also I also you know realize that I'm not gonna, I don't want to do something that's going to um, uh, reflect poorly on the institution to which I'm which I'm working for. So, that, but but yeah, I, I tell people. Um, uh, come for the analysis, stay for the puns, or come for the puns and stay for the analysis. I love the puns. Love the puns yeah, on Twitter. Uh, I, am on I am on LinkedIn, but, but Twitter is, my, is definitely my default. Yeah. Next rapid fire question. Coffee or alcohol? Yes. <laughs> Good one. Uh, favorite eat while working food? Oh gosh, um, it's these. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, it's kind of you know the the the, the trail mix um, stuff. That's uh, it's a mixture of mixture of fruit and chocolate and. Uh, um, of, uh, uh, it basically, I think they call them power up or or, or uh, omega three. Anyway, it, one of those. It, it, it's. Uh, uh, it's a mixture. It's a mixture of grains and grains and fruit and chocolate and stuff like that. That's you that's health, basically. not you. Yeah, that's that. All right. Final rapid fire question. What do you want to be after you finish this career? Alive. <laughs> I think a lot of a lot of people in journalism might agree with you, uh, and, way, and I, I certainly do too. Yeah, exactly. Well, let, let me. By the way, I, 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 since given this this is a PR podcast, I, I, I can't go. I have to tell you this quick anecdote here, uh, and. It, because somebody once somebody once asked me, you know, what's the worst pitch you ever got, and I, I didn't really have an answer to them. But finally, uh, somebody g gave me something that I can I can make this answer right now. Uh, so this was probably about uh, six weeks ago, maybe maybe two months ago. Somebody, a a, a woman, uh, emailed me. And this was a, this was a blind pitch, uh, saying, uh, oh. This is like, dear Robert, blah, blah, blah. And this is somebody who doesn't know me, but you know, my name has popped up and so they, I get the, they send me the blind email. It says, it says um, dear Robert, these are challenging, these are challenging times for, um, uh, for, news, uh, uh, for, news, for news organizations. Um, over, the last few, over the last few years, 
um, uh, X number of uh, newspapers have closed. Another, uh, others have had these mass, have, ha others have had these mass um, um, uh, layoffs. Um, I, I, I would like to, uh, I would like to introduce you to uh, doctors, uh, Dr. So-and-so, a professor so-and-so, who has um, written on this topic about um, news organizations shrinking and uh, the implications that it has for the society and public. Can I put you in touch with this person? So this person, this, this, this PR person, sends this uh, email to, an editor, uh, to a member of the editorial board of an organization that two years before had seen half of its newsroom laid off. So it was just a kind of a cluelessness that is like, is stunning in its, uh, it, there was not even a line in there saying, well, you know, I know you're facing these challenges that they use or something like that. I'm thinking, you know, why would you want to pitch an academic to an editorial board, which, you know, doesn't really need an academic viewpoint to know that the, um, <laughs> the, the, the news, the, the news organization, news organizations are imperiled, and and we had just been at that time been taken over by this new corporate entity or corporate entity that had 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 a history of closing down organizations and things like that. So I was just, and then and then by the way, so this you know I just. I just ignored the I just ignored the uh, the editor the um, the email as you know you you get so many pitches you don't always respond to any of them but this person then like emails me back like about a week later just just following up would you like to see and then finally I just emailed and said I said uh, you might want to do a little bit of research um, before you send uh, an email like this because uh, uh, you're kind of showing a certain uh, ignorance. You're you're not quite, uh, as the kids say, reading the room. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. Well, I was gonna say, you know, you you could have politely uh, responded that uh, you probably know more firsthand about the topic <laughs> than the academic that she was pitching. Oh, I, I know that's exactly right. But uh, so yeah, you know, uh, as the, the, and you know this, and I'm sure you told you, your colleagues this. You know, you know. Uh, do your, you know, do your homework because that'll be one. There's one way. If, if you don't know who you're writing to, uh, there's, there's one way. That's one way to make sure that uh, uh, one way, way to make sure that your pitch is not going to be heard and uh, whoever you're representing is getting poor representation. Well, Robert, this has been a great conversation. Thank you for spending so much time and lending such great insight into what you do. Uh, please let no people know. We already talked about it a little bit, but let people know how they can find you online. Um, I'm on I'm I'm on Twitter at Rob George uh, and yeah and you'll as I said uh, you know come for the puns say for the analysis or vice versa. They are brilliant. Well, thanks again and thanks everyone for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the show and connect with us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram at the PR Podcast and send us a question or a comment. We'll see you next time on the PR Podcast. Mm -hmm.